This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Rays reporter, Bill Chastain. Bill, Happy New Year as we get into our first podcast of 2017. Right back at you, Tim. All right, let's start right there and let's discuss New Year's resolutions. What the Rays' New Year's resolution should be, uh, what they need to kind of commit themselves to here and throughout 2017 to have a successful season on the field. What do you think is the, the key resolution for this organization? I think it's got to be making more productive outs. Uh, last year, uh, they only recorded 119 productive outs, according to baseball reference, which was the second fewest in the majors behind Oakland with 116. And they scored a lot of runs. You know, They had a lot of power, but they left a lot on the table. So um, I think if they could clean that up a little bit, uh, they would be a lot more productive. Yeah, we talked about it all season long in 2016. The power numbers were were historic as far as the Rays go, but the run production was not, and obviously the success on the field not. So that could be a big turnaround. The big story around the Rays this hot stove season since the get-go, Bill, and it hasn't changed, has been uh, the starting pitching and whether or not they're going to go ahead and, and deal one of these starting pitchers. Has anything changed between that first day of the offseason and right now, or are the Rays kind of in that same situation now where they're just waiting for that right deal and to see if, if that right deal even comes along? I think they like the situation they're in, and, I, and I've kind of wavered on what I was thinking they might do or anticipate. I think once they signed Wilson Ramos, that kind of uh, made their intentions a little more clear that they really are serious about contending next year. And when you go and you look at what they have, if they stayed pat, uh, they're really in pretty good shape. Now, um, they could use a left fielder who hits right hand, you know, a right-handed hitting left fielder. Corey Dickerson can play there sometimes. Obviously, he hits left hand, and he'll also be the DH. So if they were going to trade one of their starters, I would look for a very productive right-handed hitting outfielder. Having said that, uh, you know, they're always looking at when they think their starters would be the, you know, have the greatest value. And they might think that their starting pitchers would have greater value if they held on to, to them until midseason. So um, there's a lot of worse things to have than depth at pitching. And right now, if they held on to what they had, like I said, really the only place that they have kind of a hole is in left field. So um, I'm going to be kind of surprised, I think, at this point if, if they – do trade one, and it's not getting that one piece they want to help them contend this year instead of trading for future pieces. It's interesting that that the the assumption was in order to add a bat or the amount of production they needed, they would have to trade a starter because they can't necessarily go out and big spend big money on the free agent market. But then they got Ramos at obviously a reduced rate because of the injury. He's going to be a big addition in that lineup. 
And now we're in January. There's still a lot of bats out there. And, Bill, you start to hear as the numbers maybe drop for some of these players, maybe the Rays could get another free agent. And there's been some Jose Batista rumors. Is that, I mean, is that something Rays fans should maybe start to get their hopes up about? Or is that still a long shot that they could get Jose Batista on a short-term deal? I still think it's a long shot, but, um, and you know, if, if you really kind of break it down, um, obviously Bautista would be a, a great addition to the team. You know, he's, he's a winner. Uh, he's got power. And I think last year might've been an aberration as far as what he can do. Um, having said that, you know, we we're just talking about the home runs. They had all kinds of home runs and in talking to Kevin Cash, uh, you know, during the off season, he was saying if he was going to get an outfielder, he might rather have a guy, no, I'm sure he takes Jose Bautista any day, but but um, he would like to have a guy who had some speed, batted right-handed, and could play some center field to give Kevin Kiermaier a little bit of rest every now and then. But um, you know, if if Bautista did come in, you know, and I always call it the game of musical chairs. If all of a sudden, you know, the music stops and he doesn't have a chair, you know, he might be willing to take less to come play for the Rays for a year to rebuild his value, but. That's really the only reason, the only way I can see the Rays getting him, and I think that would be later in the offseason, you know, maybe even approaching February for that to happen. Yeah, and we're still playing under the old collective bargaining agreement rules, and it seems like uh, every offseason under that CBA that is now officially up, but but the new rules won't kick in until next offseason, every year come February there have been those kind of players who just kind of had to settle for that one-year deal. So whether or not Batista will be that guy remains to be seen, but there certainly is a, a possibility. Now, I mentioned that it's January, obviously the beginning of, of a new year here around baseball. In January for the Rays, uh, it seems to be historically the month where really their hot stove season gets started. Maybe the small budget is a big factor on that, but they've been really successful getting stuff done in January. Do you expect this to be another productive month? Well, again, I think it's going to depend. Um, I think they feel, you know, judging on what they've done so far, I think they feel like they like what they have. Um, you know, when they did make some moves at the you know trade deadline last year to kind of get to where they are now, you know, they might say that they need to get rid of the one of the starting pitchers in order to, you know, cut the payroll or get what they want, you know, and, and, and they always say, we keep an eye on the future and an eye on the present. So, you know, who knows, they might get their socks knocked off with some, you know, really nice prospect, but um, I, I kind of am starting to get the feeling they might want to take out, you know, what they have for a spin this year. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting if they do with that starting pitching. The American League East is really shaping up to be a fascinating division, but I guess that's kind of true every year, it seems like, when you have the mix of of well-run small-budget teams and then obviously the big teams as well. One more thing I wanted to touch on with you uh, in this podcast, Bill, is is Todd Callis is leaving the Rays broadcasting team. 19 seasons he spent with the Rays. Of course, Todd, the son of Hall of Fame Phillies broadcaster Harry Callis, who passed away now, but... But Todd leaving to go to the Astros, he'll get to do some play-by-play there, which seemed like it was a big draw for him. And, and of course, that's what his dad became famous for. And his dad started in Houston. Um, but what do you think Todd will be remembered for for his nearly two decades with the Rays? I just think fans related to him because he was the consummate professional. I know watching him from uh, whether I was off on that night watching the work he did or if I just watched the prep he did, 
uh, for when he might fill in doing play-by-play or just for the interviews. He's he's the consummate professional, and uh, you know I think he's going to do great in Houston. And I think Houston fans have a lot to look forward to. Totally class guy, and uh, he will definitely be uh, leave some hard shoes to fill. Yeah, and he's replacing a legend in Houston as well. So I, I think a smart move by them to go with such a an experienced guy, but Bill Brown retiring from the Houston Astros after years and years and years down there playing, calling baseball in Houston. All right, great stuff, Bill. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition for Bill Chastain. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.